Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Hello, my faith ignited listeners. Hello, how are you? Welcome to Friday. Guys, I don't know about you, but I look forward to this moment every Friday because I get so excited to be here on Palma Talk, here on Palma Radio, here on Palma Talk Radio, which has been a phenomenal success. We have so many amazing um, podcasts out there, um, not just Faith Ignited, but so many others. Um, and I'm going to read them to you in just a second, but I needed to let you guys know. I am Nancy. I'll be your host for the next hour where we get to, I get to narrate to you guys a story. Um, I asked a few of you listeners out there if you guys were liking the astrology and you guys loved it for the month of January, but moving into February and starting now, I'm going to retell stories again, or have you guys listen to other people's stories. I think it's more important to get those stories out where people can have faith in something out there, that there's something bigger than them out there. And I will always take this platform on Palma Talk with gratitude in my heart that God led me back to this path to talk to you guys about my faith, to share some stories with you guys that touch my heart, and to read them together and go on a sort of soulful journey, if you will, um, where you guys can sit back, relax, breathe in deep because the week is over, guys. <clears throat> the week is over. We made it. Yes. Can we get an amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to Faith Ignited on Palma Talk Radio, where you can listen to the repeats Saturdays through Wednesdays, 2 a.m., 10 a.m., and 6 p.m. And every Friday night, we get a new episode. And believe me, I take this time with you guys as a time for peace, a time for harmony, a time for togetherness and family. Speaking of which, just really quick, wanted to run through the programs that are now on Palma Talk Radio every hour on the hour. You're going to get a podcast, whether it's the Portuguese Corner, whether it's the Late Show, whether it's Faith Ignited, whether it's Into the Woods, or whether it's the New Friends podcasts. We are all here. We don't earn a dime. We all donate our time. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. We're here to serve people not to be served constantly I talked a little bit about takers last week um, and also trauma um, or toxic dumping is what they do they're so toxic that everything that comes out of their mouth is either a lie an exaggeration, 
a made-up story, a made-up narrative. And if there's someone in your life who doesn't deserve that place in your life, kick them to the curb. That's my 2024. Like I said, leave the trash at the door for 2024. And the trash will take itself out. Also, remember the saying, I think that's how it goes. After three days, the fish begins to stink. Meaning, uh, you know... People who harp on the same thing and who are negative um, need to know that we are all like ducks. We just let it roll right off our backs. Let that slide off your back. Picture the water droplets forming on the back of your duck neck and you see how those droplets just roll on down no problem see people who are already at the top um you can't fake talent you can't fake presence you can't fake um being genuine you can't fake that either you are genuine or you are not genuine and to all those people in our lives who have been disingenuous kick them to the curb and continue on like our little ducks letting that roll off our backs as if it's a rainstorm on a duck, on a family of ducks, or the toxicity can't penetrate your circle. The toxicity can't penetrate your soul. Let them say what they want to say. Let them do what they want to do. Go be in peace. Go be in peace. but just be out of my life. Go be at peace, but go be at peace somewhere else. You know what I mean? Do you guys know those people? Those people that are, you know, um, it's, it's not even worth discussing. It's time to move on to our story because the trash is already at the um, the dump by now. Honey, that's been already taken to the dump. If you took it to the trash, you now took it to the dump, honey. That's at the dump, it's in a landfill, never to be heard of or found again. Be empty and, and surrounded by other trash, I guess. Anyway, moving on to this beautiful story I'm about to read you, and its title is With Friends and Loved Ones. You're listening to Pama Talk Radio with Nancy Burns and Faith Ignited. Alright guys, I'm gonna use some wind chimes because I love wind chimes. And if I'm sitting outside by a fire, I can hear my chimes while I'm listening to Palma talk. It's amazing. <laughs> listening to a podcast with some chimes and um, a great host and uh, a great show. All of our shows are incredible. Um, so this story reads by 
Um, the story or the book is John Burke's book, Imagine Heaven. These are all little short stories of um, survivors, of people who have had near-death experiences, and survivors or um, witnesses, things like that, people who've done documentaries about it and have independent films about it. These are all sort of their stories. Okay, guys, this is more like it. I had to change it up a little bit because um, I need the music in the background. And those chimes, honey, it sounded like I was at a KOA campground or something, camping in the outdoors, honey. No, no, we're inside and we're sitting back. We're relaxing. We're going to listen to the story. I don't recall the exact details of the next few moments, and maybe I don't want to know. There were strong crosswinds that day and a small red pickup truck driving erratically throughout the stretch of freeway. I may have dozed off at the wheel and swerved on the road for whatever reason our vehicle traveling at 75 miles per hour, whoa, abruptly went off the shoulder and off of the freeway. Time slowed as Jeff woke up to a father's worst nightmare. Four-year-old Spencer and 14-month-old Griffin asleep in the back Startled as his wife, Tamara, screamed and reached for the steering wheel, Jeff overcorrected and their SUV rolled seven or eight times down the asphalt and Jeff himself literally felt himself slip out of his body. I was encircled by a light, a bright white light that seemed to be energized with pure, unconditional love. I was calm and peace infused this almost tangible light. I realized that all the pain was gone. I was fine. Then I felt familiar touches and I opened my eyes and Tamara was right next to me. She was real too. I could feel her. She was alive. I looked at her. I could feel everything. She was crying and upset. Why? Where were we? Was the crash a bad dream? Or had I died or had it been both of us dying and where were the boys i had read about these experiences like i was having and many people describe passing through a tunnel toward a bright light but that wasn't happening to me i felt like i was in some kind of protective bubble and i felt alive not dead you can't stay here tamara said you've got to go back you can't be here why was she crying? You can't come. You cannot stay here. What did she mean I couldn't stay? I belong there. You have to go. She was real as ever. The thought of our boys raced through my head. Where were they? Where were they here too? I wondered and I stayed, would Spencer be left orphaned or if I went and where was Griffin? You have to go, Tamara insisted, but I didn't want to go anywhere. It seemed odd to me that right in this glamorous, glorious bubble that she would be upset. What is heaven? I don't know, but it made 
My earthly existence seemed like just a foggy dream. What I was experiencing was far more real and tangible and far more alive than anything I had ever known. I pulled Tamara to me tightly. She was tangible as well. I even felt her wet tears on my skin. I kissed her, that, that's real. I smelled her hair, not in the earthly sense, but with a sense that seemed tenfold to how her hair had smelled before. You can't be here, you have to go, she sobbed. I almost felt as if my course was set and I didn't want to go, but I also knew she was right. I was not meant to stay. I felt I had a choice, but something deep within me knew I had to go back to Spencer. I looked into Tamara's eyes, those crystal sky blue eyes. Everything in the universe was calling me back to Spencer, but I wanted to stay with her. And where was Griffin? I felt a warm tear roll down my face and fall from my upper lip. I have to go, I know. I looked at her one more time, the look of his life and the wife of his dreams. I leaned forward, putting my forehead into hers. I love you, I know. The next thing I heard was the haunting reality of Spencer crying in the back seat of our crashed SUV. Tamara and Griffin had passed away. As he came to, Jeff heard a question echoed into every cell of his being. The question was simply, to what degree have you learned to love? Love God, love people forever. One of the biggest struggles I've had with heaven is the thought of being separated from the ones we love most. It's not heaven, but the effects of fallen earth that separate us. God created us alone to last forever. Love has always been God's central theme. And as you'll see the coming in the coming chapters, love is the only thing that makes sense that why God allows so much hurt and pain in the meantime. Jesus was once asked, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law of Moses? And Jesus replied, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love thy neighbor as you love yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on those two commandments. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six. To love God first and then let him help us love those around us as much as we love ourselves. That sums up the scripture and the point of every command. Those who get a glimpse of heaven, 
agree on one thing. And that is more than, that is more than anything. And that is that love is the point of it all. In the presence of God, they experienced to love the words. They experienced a love that words cannot explain. And the people of heaven seem to be filled with the light that is love. So if love and relationship is the goal of life on earth, why would we think God wants to tear that apart or take a relationship from us? Nothing could be further from the truth. Everything God claims to have done through the prophets and through Jesus is for sake of love to restore people to a love relationship with God so he can teach us to love one another as he loves us. He intends those relationships to last in heaven and even more to find their fulfillment in heaven. The greatest love we feel for our children, for our spouse, for friends, for family on earth, the amounts to a teaspoon of love compared to the oceans we will experience together for eternity. The old prophets foretold it, Jesus demonstrated it, and those who have had a peek behind the veil consistently say the same thing, God is love, and heaven will be the greatest reunion ever. He recalls that simultaneously um, a light enveloped me with a brilliance beyond earthly comparison or comprehension or even a description, only that in my next moment of awareness, I was standing in heaven. Joy pulsated through me as I looked around and that moment I became aware of a large crowd of people. They stood in front of a brilliant ornament gate. I have no idea how far away they were. Such things as distance didn't matter. As the crowd rushed towards me, I didn't see Jesus, but I did see people I had known as they surged towards me. I knew instantly that all of them had died during my lifetime. Their presence seemed absolutely natural. They rushed towards me and every person was smiling, shouting and praising God. Although no one said so, it was intuitively, I knew they were my celestial welcoming committee. It was as if all them gathered outside of heaven's gates waiting for me. The first person I recognized was Joe Killerbeth. Killerbeth, sorry. My grandfather. 
He looked exactly as I remembered him. With his shock of white hair and what I call a big banana nose. He stopped momentarily and stood in front of me. A grin covered his face and I may have called his name, but I'm not sure. Donnie? That's what my grandfather always called me. His eyes lift up. He held out his arms as he took his steps towards me. He embraced me, holding me tightly. He was once again the robust, strong grandfather. I had remembered as a child. More and more people reached for me and called my name. I felt overwhelmed by the number of people who had come to welcome me to heaven. I saw Barry Wilson who had been a classmate of mine in high school, but later dropped, or I'm sorry, drowned in a lake. Barry hugged me and his smile radiated a happiness that I didn't even know was possible. He and everyone that followed praised me and praised God as well. But they told me how excited they were to see me and to welcome me to heaven and to the fellowship that they all enjoyed. Just then, I spotted two teachers who had loved me often when no one else did. They would talk to me about life, spirituality, and God. As I walked among them, I became aware of the wide variety of ages old, young, every age in between. Many of them hadn't known each other on earth, but each had influenced my life in some way. Even though they hadn't met me on earth, they seemed to know each other and me. It was like everything, everyone I saw had been influential in shaping my life in some way. Just imagine what God wants for you. Your temporal life on earth with transition into most joyous, exciting, celebratory party welcoming you into real life. So you'll be met with deceased relatives, friends, who also loved God. And all the people you've loved and that have served and helped through their spiritual journey all gather because they just can't wait to show you around. You're still you and they're still them. 
those relationships don't ever die. In fact, they go deeper and it's deeper than ever and they go deeper into an exploration of eternity with God and each other. That is God's design and desire, but not everyone experiences, experiences it this way. So he talks about Dr. Moody saying that um, he was met with, he goes on to talk about, is this, this chapter is kind of long, so I'm going to kind of just talk to you guys through the first parts like this, and then we're going to kind of skip to the main parts of the story, because he goes on to explain other people's sort of experiences as he's writing this book. So, um, he does say that, um, so Dr. Moody writes about a woman who died giving birth, who said almost at the exact same statement that she recounted seeing her grandpa there as well as a girl she had known from her school. She also saw numerous other friends and relatives whom she realized had come to protect or guide her. It was almost as if I were coming home, she said. This struck me after reading multiple near-death experiences that said that welcoming committee was there both to guide and to protect along the journey. As we will see in later chapters, protection may be needed because not every near-death experience has a welcoming committee turns out to be a benevolent it turns out to be as benevolent as it may first appear but we believe that it's very clear that love and God's desire is that we would trust God let him into our lives, into our hearts. Let him adopt us as his own children. What he wants is to usher us into one big, happy, eternal family. In fact, the whole point of this life is the creation of a spiritual family for God. the early years of our family, my wife didn't like to think about heaven. It made her sad to think our loving little family might not be as special or close. And I would always ask, what makes you be believe that? And she would say something like, because she says, that we'll love all people equally, she thought, so we won't feel that special bond we once had. I've since convinced my wife that her fears were unwarranted, but I know this is the fear of many. What G Jesus said was in response to a group of antagonistic religion leaders who do not believe in life after death. They asked Jesus a tri trick question. 
If a woman is married and her husband dies, she remarries and it happens again seven times. Which of the seven will she be married to in heaven? And Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scripture or the power of God. Matthew twenty-two twenty-three to 30. He goes on to say that God told Moses whom they claim to follow, that he is the God of love and light and living. We live together equally, but we have those special bonds with our loved ones. And the power of prayer and God can unite people in ways that overcome our relational squabbles and concerns. And that's what he will do for all of his children. I believe that. I believe that. In fact, our earthly families seem to be really important in heaven and throughout everywhere. When a person dies, they would be in heaven. And you take that first breath into heaven and God created love and relationship and family and then and they remain important to him in heaven interestingly the Kelly study conducted in 2001 at the University of Virginia found that 95% of the people encountered on the other side during near-death experience were deceased relatives while only 5% were friends. Only 4% of the near-death experiencers in this study claimed they saw people who were alive at the time of their near-death experience. Dr. Long points out that in dreams, sometimes we're met by our loved ones in dreams where we spend time together on the other side. While we're here on earth, we feel them around us. And he ends with saying that um, we're going to get to see all of our loved ones as they enter into heaven, right? Um, A study, um, on the other hand, a study of 500 Americans and 500 Indians found that the vast majority of the human figures seen in visions of people going through a near-death experience have always been deceased close relatives. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. So he ends this story in this part of the book, which I, I believe that there's some individual stories, but 
It's also included in kind of a format where he's speaking to us, the reader, and that way I can speak to you, the listener. So it kind of works out. But he says, imagine heaven, the greatest reunion ever with friends, with family, even distant relatives that you never even knew existed. Ancestry.com can't come close to giving you a sense of your heritage. Like it will be when you actually meet your relatives. Little kids report meeting passed on loved ones during near death experiences even ones that they never knew. Imagine all of the family that you've had, but you've never even known. Wow. That's an amazing sort of testament to kind of his, he gets, he was shown different visions um, as he writes in this book. And so I'm curious to dive into some of his um, findings. Um, I find this topic fascinating. I find it sort of refreshing and just back to basics. Narrating a story. Me, the narrator. You, the listener. Just keep it intimate. Keep it personal. If there's one thing I've learned, it's keep your circle small. Keep only those who add something to your life. Please remember that Things do get better. Things do change. And things do, um, can be changed and turned around within seconds. There's always hope that something can turn around. And speaking about our spirits being around us, our, our past loved ones, I know you guys feel them. If you're listening to this podcast and you're into this sort of thing, because this is what this podcast is about, right? So you must feel your loved ones. You must feel their presence. I know you do. I know you feel the sense of a temperature drop, like I just felt right now. Um something with the lights flickering your phone doing crazy things coins pennies dimes nickels quarters um feathers white feathers uh sometimes gray feathers i've even seen a black feather that brings all good luck and good manifestation into the universe because I do believe in the power of prayer and then I also believe on top of that in the power of manifesting what it is you want for your life because if you don't go out and get it no one's going to go get it for you God may have a plan for you that you're not even expecting. We must apply ourselves in order for God to give us the blessing that he has planned for us. It doesn't come for free. We know that life is hard, it's tough, but there's no way, um, 
There's nowhere else to go but up. Like I said, when I see this every week, there's nowhere left to go but up. When you have been down, and I've known a lot of people who lost a lot of people this year to tragedy, to addiction, um, a lot of people uh, lost people. We pray for those that have lost people in the recent years uh, through of addiction and of cancer and all the illnesses. But um, I believe that what you put out in the universe, you will get back tenfold. You will get back. Remember, we are living, or I am living, speak for myself, I am living in um, my truth every single day. I live in my truth. And I know that truth. And God knows that truth. And so, we'll be greeted by our friends and family and loved ones and we'll still have that bond and connection. So while you're here on earth, realize that your choices, things that you say, things that you do, things that you don't do may affect someone down the line in a different way. It may affect them in a way where you could have been a good influence on that person, or you missed an opportunity to be a blessing for someone. So I just want you guys to know that um, God is always with us. And if you're someone who doesn't believe in God, I love you. I love you even more because you are someone who will find God, I promise. This goes out to someone that I am praying for that needs to find God in their life and come to terms with their life and their choices and their decisions. And if you need to have your come to Jesus moment, now is the time. Every week I'd like to reignite that spark of hope, reignite that pilot light in your internal um, water heaters, I guess. <laughs> but your internal temperature... <clears throat> Um, again, I like to end each podcast with bless them, change me, bless him, change me, bless her, change me. With that, I want to say thank you so very much for spending some of your Friday evening with me that or if you're listening to it on the replay, I love you. Hello, hello, hello. I love you on the replay. Let me know if you're listening to it on the replay. On Palma Talk, you'll find one of our amazing podcasts. Every hour on the hour, you get a talk show or a show, some type of entertainment. This is free entertainment, folks. Let's enjoy. Let's uh, participate. And let's send good, positive energy to those who need positive energy. And release the negative energy. Release that into the universe. Release them into the universe. Let the universe do its work. 
Let God do his work and let us as human beings do our work. A lot of people say, oh, Nancy, she talks about God um, and maybe doesn't practice what she preaches. I'd like to challenge somebody who says that. I'd like to challenge them to a conversation. Maybe you could be a guest on my podcast. That would be amazing. Return to Palma. Um, But I am, as my husband says, Husa. Husa, which means we are in a Husa. If you know, if you guys have seen any of the Bad Boys movies, you know what Martin Lawrence means when he says Husa. It means get it together. Take a deep breath in. And with your exhale, let it all go. Remember, we're the ducks. And this rolls off our back. People can hurl insults and say, I talk about God and I don't practice what I preach. That is hogwash. Literal hogwash. And I would love a conversation with you on my podcast if you believe that's true. To all of you who are here who know my heart, know who I am, know I wear my heart on my sleeve, I am an open book. Excuse me, you can ask me about anything in my life. I have nothing to hide. My bad choices and my good choices have been life experiences. And at 50 years old, I have the knowledge to be able to impart onto somebody who maybe needs to hear something that triggers them or resonates with them in this podcast. Um, I'd like to say thank you again for listening. Um, If you would like to become a sponsor um, with Pama, please uh, get in contact with us on all of our social medias. Um, You can find us everywhere there, or you can send me a message directly, or Nelson Light a message directly, Sylvia um, Manuela Costa. She is the best at making things pretty. She makes things pretty at Pama. She's Pama pretty. I love it. And I watched Mean Girls today, so that's so fetch. So fetch. Anyways, I love you guys. Have a beautiful, blessed weekend. I will see you next Friday. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Good night.